Can you predict what will come in 100 years, or in 10, or in the next minute? Some people think they can. They'll predict the shape of the future because they make the future, because they see beyond the known dimensions of time and space into the unknown dimension X. We go ahead now in time. Okay. I, yeah, we're recording. We're recording. Right on. Pause. Pause stop. Okay. All right, dude. So, uh, what's going on with you, man? Are you, uh, you said you were playing D and D like, are you playing? Like, how are you playing is what I'm saying? Like online or what? Yeah. Just through, uh, just through zoom. It seems, because uh, this is my first time playing D&D, &D, um, it actually seems like a logical way to, to go ahead and play it. So for me, um, yeah, it, it's, it's, it's how I've been introduced to it. And it's a, you know, it takes a few hours and, uh, and, it's, and it's pretty nerdy. So I, I, I enjoy it quite a bit, actually. Are you playing with uh, Kenny? Kenny's playing. Kenny normally um, actually is a is a DM, um, but in this case he is uh, he he's just actually one of the characters. And one of the other one of the other guys from the from the improv group is uh, is being the DM. Actually, a couple of different guys have been the DM. I've uh, I've I've gone. We've 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 played on like uh, what about four consecutive Fridays now. Nice, nice. What's your character's name? His name is Hemo. <laughs> okay and i i didn't know how lame that was i didn't realize that you could make like a like a really like a little bit more charismatic type character name but uh i didn't know what i was doing so i just took the book and uh started picking out like character traits that seemed simple and then it was like these are recommended names and so that was one of them uh, i like hemo kind of like he-man Dude, the closest I ever came to playing. Yeah, no, he's uh, he's a, he's a simple character. I, I I filled out a character sheet once. It's as close as I got, came. Now my guy's even uh, like developing a personality and stuff now. So what is what kind what kind of uh like what are you like a, what kind of a creature or whatever? 
I am now, after, after leveling up a couple of times, um, <laughs> because I have completed a couple of campaigns with my team, um, I am now a level, hang on, let me get this right, a level 10, I want to say I'm a wood elf, nice. sounds right. And I'm, and I'm some sort of a warrior, which is basically like I picked out the simplest type of character to play. And then I made him kind of a thief. Um, so he's a, he's a thief who has loyalty to his friends only. And I basically just steal everything. And then, but not, but not from my friend, from everybody who is not my buddy. Got you. Hey, I got an idea. This is some good pod right here. Let me interview you in character as Hemo. How about that? I don't know how to be in character yet. Like, I mean, I suppose I, I suppose I could, but how, like, hang on, hang on. Let me let me think about this for a second. I, I'd have to come up with like a like a. I think I think I would be a little bit sort of sort of slight and quietish. Yeah, go ahead. You know what? Actually. Uh, yeah, go ahead. Go ahead. I, I, I think I, I think I, I think I can do it. All right, all right, all right. We'll try it. We'll try it. All right. Well, we have uh, Hemo here from. What realm are you from, sir? That's a that's a great question. Um, I should probably <laughs> I should probably I should probably know where I'm from, but uh, it's a secret. I don't really want to tell you. I don't. I don't really know you yet. Well, and, I have to. Uh, well, but I will say, I will say, it sound it sounds like uh, sounds like you probably have a nice watch on. I see, I see. Well, you sound, you know, I do know you're a wood elf. You sound remarkably similar to a human, and I don't really think you don't you don't sound like a wood elf. Do you get that a lot? I want to sound like whatever is going to make you comfortable and relaxed so that you let your guard down a little bit. Yeah. Also, this is an impersonation even. No, I'm, I'm your friend, right? We're friends. You know me. <laughs> I, I know several wood elves. They're pretty cool. Pretty cool people. Um, Handsome. Yes. Yes. Yeah, pointy ears and all that. Um, like Spock, sexy. <laughs> Some might say. <laughs> You're just. <laughs> uh, all right. So okay, okay, okay. Let's see. Let's get serious, Hemo. So apparently, you're trying to say you steal things from people, and you're fleecing me. You're conning me right now. No, I'm not conning you. Like uh, we're 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 across the internet. It would be very difficult for me to take something from you now. Uh, no, I, I have uh, been known, or people people have accused me of things. Have you know what? That's not the best way to say it. Is that uh, things have disappeared when I've been around and people have made negative judgments about my character in those situations. 
And I, and I think it's because humans just don't understand what else. Mm. Well, but your, your profession is a thief, I was hearing. No, I'm a mercenary. Well, that might be worse, Hemo. Mm. <laughs> there are all kinds of uh, wars going on in many different realms. And, you know, people just need assistance with the bad guys. And, and, and uh, you know, that costs money and I'm, and I'm comfortable risking myself to, uh, to go and help people achieve their dreams and their goals and to rescue a lot of, uh, you know, towns and cities and areas. That's, that's good. That's good. Well, you know, Hey, you, uh, you know what they say is, uh, you love what you do. You never work a day in your life. Well, I don't, I don't, it doesn't matter what I do as long as I get paid. And, uh, and I can tell you that, uh, killing gets you paid. Okay. Okay. Uh, I have so. All right. Let's let's break out of um, the out of D and D. D and D, yeah, dude. Um, I have never played D and D, but I'm a little bit closer now. I have I have interviewed a D and D character, so closer. Correct. Correct. And and uh, did you have you ever played uh, WoW or uh, or Magic? No, mm -mm. I, I played World of Warcraft, um, like one time the opening, but just like the opening stage or something. I, it was very very briefly. You ever play any video games? I like sport games. I play Madden right now. Really? Yeah, I play Madden, bro. Oh, that's. Yeah, I, I never actually got into the. I like I like FIFA soccer from way way back in the day, but besides that, no, I don't. Uh, I haven't played too many too many of those. But uh, what did you what did you think of WoW and the and the and the? Because basically, all you did was you just went around and like collect things. That's kind of boring, actually. Yeah, it was it was just the opening stage. It was boring. We watched one of my friends play, who was like level eighty or something, you know, real high. But I mean, it looked fun. I can see the appeal. But I like sport games because you—it's a self-contained game. You know, you just do it one time. Like I can play one game, and it's like I've done the game. It's not open-ended. Is what I'm trying to say. I don't like the open-ended having to accomplish things and all that. Yeah, it's. Uh... Well, I guess I guess the excitement, the fun of it is that uh, you, you there's, I guess that is sort of the excitement of it is that there is no end. Like you can continue to build on it, in the same way you sort of expect life to kind of continue to go on. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I'm not against them. It's just not where my. It's just I like I like sport games. I'm going to be getting FIFA here soon. I'm going to start playing FIFA as well. What uh, so what are you doing now with the during the during the quarantine, dude? Just uh, just working, and 
Nothing, man. Just I'm, I'm getting kind of uh, stir crazy. I'm ready for this to be over, man. Well, your job, your job is not to, uh, I mean, you were from home anyway. Yeah, I know. So it's not been, our lifestyle really hasn't changed much, but you know, the no performing thing that sucks. What about y'all, man? What are y'all doing? Um, just trying to, just trying to stay busy around the house. Like, uh, I mean, I want to, I want to obviously get out and, and, uh, live outside again, but, uh, you know, there's things that we just can't control. So I'm trying to be as positive about the whole situation as I possibly can. Hang on. My cat. Okay. <laughs> trying to keep my kitty from going to the next door neighbors because I got the door open. Um, and he's just a naughty. So um, I'm just going to bring, I'm just going to close the door. All righty. Um, the uh now i'm just uh I, I started um sort of like you actually i started writing some scripts um about about quarantine and trying to think about you know what would be entertaining now and so i'm trying to keep myself busy with that and then uh just trying to not turn into a you know like a like a lazy person so i'm trying to keep myself active and moving as much as i can in our apartment luckily we're not uh, totally our apartment isn't, I mean, it's not large by any stretch of the imagination, but it's not small either. It's long enough where we can walk back and forth across it and, you know, keep ourselves at least moving around. Right, right, right. Yeah, ours is kind of, kind of long like that, so you can, <laughs> you can actually walk a little bit. But we have a garden too, man, but it's been so cold, man. It's been, uh... oh, um. I figured I forgot. Here's what we need to do. So why don't you tell every our listeners about yourself? And by listeners, I mean my mom. So, uh, so who who are you, Jared Weston? Um, yeah, yeah. My name is Jared Weston, <laughs> and uh, I'm a I'm an actor, and and by actor I mean like a like a starting out actor. Um, you would, you would almost say a struggling actor and, um, and, uh, and I've, and I've tried to expand on that and, and try and be, surround myself with like-minded people. Um, and by doing that, I, uh, I got involved in the, in the improv community, uh, to try and help me be, uh, you know, better in the moment and to try and create more characters. And, uh, and then I wanted to start um, getting into comedy and being a, a performer on stage and furthering that part of my, uh, of my uh, skill set. And that's how you and I got uh, connected. And then from there, um, you know, I got involved in the, in the Istanbul Comedy Club. And now you, me, and Fatih have put together the Continental comedy circle that's right that's right and so jared has been in quite a few turkish movies and tv shows and uh, he got me my part my big part in the uh 
Hercules <laughs> movie. We can maybe tell them by that. Um, that was listen, listen, your 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 part made made the movie. Like yeah. that movie couldn't couldn't have been made no. without Matt without Matt Vaughn in Naive. Yeah, yeah. It's very true. Um but wait, what's you were in a uh, you were you were in a you had a fairly big role in a in a big movie. Has that come out yet? What is that 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 one all about? That's called the Misfits, and no, no, it has a, It's still in post production, and has been for more for more than twelve months. Um, so yeah, I'm still uh, looking forward to the to the premiere date of that one. So you were in the Misfits, and. What was your, what was your role in that? Well, let's hear about this. Um, that was a big deal, huh? I, I I hope that I'm a big deal in this uh, in this movie. I've got a, a a solid a solid part, especially for somebody who has no who at the time had no idea what they were doing, and because mm-hmm. um, so that sort of that sort of like kind of got me got me started in all this. And um, no, I play a, uh, a naughty. I play a criminal. In a, I'm a, I'm a convict. I'm in a prison, and Pierce Brosnan uses me, or I help Pierce Brosnan break into the prison, because for some reason or another, there is treasure there. Gosh. And uh, and and, I, and I'm sort of like a, one of this band of misfits, and I'm supposed to play. Uh, kind of a, kind of a, I'm kind of a dummy. I see, I see. But so you, you had scenes with Pierce Bronson, 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 Brosnan, Brosnan. Excuse me, Pierce Bronson. So that's big. Listen, time. That's big hang time. on for 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 those of us who knows him. It's just Pierce. All right, <laughs> just Pierce. <laughs> <laughs> so everybody asked me time? everybody asked me they're like they're like did you get a selfie with him and i was like didn't need a selfie I'm in the movie with him <laughs> so like how many scenes did you have with pierce uh almost every scene that i was in actually had a minute um so that's a good question uh five or six and i wear his clothes actually we we we, we swap clothes um so it's pretty cool actually yeah like my very first day of shooting a movie, and eh, not really, I guess I had been, I had, that's not true, I had been in another movie before, but my first like legitimate part, and I'm like working with Pierce Brosnan and Nick Cannon on like my first day. My oh, first Nick real Cannon day. Too. What's that? Nick Cannon was in it, I didn't know that. Yeah, I actually hugged Nick Cannon in the movie. Nice. Yeah. Yeah, he hands me like he steals a, a key from this guy named um, I don't know what his name in the movie is, but uh, this, this guy, this pretty solid actor named uh, Rick Abbey, and uh, and he steals the key from him because he's sort of the bad guy of the movie and and hands it to me. Although we're bad guys too, everybody's a bad guy. So what were what were uh, what were they like, Pierce and Nick? Um, hard to know, like, I didn't, I, like, I, I was just some extra guy. I'm not an, I mean, I'm not an extra, but I mean, like, I'm not on the same level. So I didn't, 
I, I wasn't comfortable with the uh, acting culture yet because I didn't exactly know, am I really allowed to talk to these guys or right. how am I supposed to behave around them? So like I was like hanging out with them, like we would be sitting feet apart and just hanging out. And if they said something, then I would respond. But more or less, I just kept my mouth shut because I didn't feel like I was like, I didn't know that I didn't know the, the sort of uh, hierarchy of what, what I was supposed to be able to do. In retrospect, I actually could have talked to them, no problem, which should have, would have been easy. And, um, but Pierce, Pierce, uh, he, he like, and actually sort of everybody, everybody who's important, they come in and they shoot their scenes. And if the, and if the scene is continuing on where they're like just changing something simple, they'll hang out and they'll usually just talk, chat with the people that they know or that they're comfortable with. But most of the time between scenes, they get to leave and they go back to their um, trailers and the rest of us hang out and, you know, we have to be, they have stand-ins for them. And then we have to practice like the lighting and stuff like that. So um, it's a lot of, uh, for, for the rest of us, it's a, you know, it's a 12 hour day, you know, for them, they, they come and go and they're only there in the moments that they're needed. So you don't get as much time with the with the actors as you would, you know, love. But I mean, I mean, it's cool. You're like chatting with <laughs> chatting chatting with Pierce Brosnan from time to time, and you're like, wow, like I don't even know how I'm going to describe this when I'm on a podcast with Matt Vaughn later. <laughs> oh, dude, that's pretty cool. That's a good point, though. It's like you don't want to. You know, you don't want to rock the boat, your first big movie. Yeah. For me, it was about, it was like, um, it's a pretty small part. I was, I was there for five days. Was, yeah, five days of shooting. And, um, and so, yeah, the whole time I was really just trying to, I got some very good advice. Um, and that was to just try and like keep my eyes, like if this was something that I wanted to do in the future, keep my eyes open, listen to everybody, just sort of pay attention and become a sponge. And that advice has sort of stuck with me. And that was part of the reason why I decided to start becoming an actor is like, I, I found it to be very interesting and compelling. And so because of that experience, I decided to start doing it uh, full time. And, and because there, you know, there's a lot of, it's a lot of fun being around movie stars and being around famous people, but it's, it's more interesting to be, you know, one of the storytellers. And so I, th I thought that was really fun and exciting. Dude, so had you ever acted before you got that? I would, I had a, uh, I was a, like, what do they call it? A featured extra in a movie called Turkish Ice Cream. And um, so, but not really. Like I had only done that because a friend of mine had, had, was in it and was like, hey, they need extra people. And then I got picked to be kind of like extra, extra, like an extra, extra, like a bonus. Um, and um, so, no, in fact, in fact, actually when um, I, I, I had, when, I, when, my, when my, my friend in UAE had um, suggested that I be, do uh, try out for some of these parts, I actually, I said, no. Gotcha. And did you audition for the Misfits? I did. Yeah, no, I did. I uh, 
and I didn't realize that this was like when I went like I got a I got a couple of sheets of script. I had no background on it. I didn't know what I was doing. I memorized it. I didn't know what kind of character they wanted, and um, and then I just went up into a into a hotel in Abu Dhabi, and um, and I and I auditioned with in front of this guy named uh, Rennie Harlan, who's a pretty famous director. And I didn't know how famous he was. I didn't know anything about. I didn't know who I was going to meet, so I couldn't like Google him. And um, so I figured all the I learned all this later on. So I guess that probably helped calm my nerves. And I just went up there and you know try, just try to be a character that I thought that this from this partial piece of script that it would be, which is basically the best thing that anybody who's doing an audition can do. And uh, and he liked me and picked me. So what's his, what's the big time director's name? His name is uh, Rennie Harlan. And he did, um, he did Die Hard 2 and he did um, Cliffhanger. Right. Rennie Harlan. So what was it like working with him? He was always trying, he was always very um, positive actually like, Hey, let's try it this way and let's do it again. And, and um, I was just trying to not make his life more difficult. Um, now that I know a little bit more about directors and stuff like that, I can, I, I can see what he was trying to get out of me more um, than, uh, than, than what it was like in the moment. In the moment, he was trying to, he was trying to describe things to me like I was a real actor. And I didn't know how to interpret exactly what he was saying. So <laughs> I don't think, I don't think that there's, there's one scene that I don't think that I did what I should have done. And he, he had me do it like 20 times, um, which is a lot. And, uh, and, and now I know if it was, if I had got the chance to do that scene again, I know that I would nail it. Um, so I'm a little, I'm a little worried about what, how that one will turn out, but the rest of them should be okay. Dude, like, what what would he tell you? What are some of the things he told you now, looking back, you understand more? This is interesting. He wanted me to be like a character. He, he said to be like a character in um, The Big Lebowski. Okay. And I thought that he meant more like The Big Lebowski. Um, <laughs> and so I was trying to be a little bit more like the dude you know, still sort of in control of my environment. But I think what he was really wanting me to be was more like those German dudes who were like, no, you're Lebowski, Lebowski. I right, think he wanted me right. to be more stupid and ridiculous like those guys. Um, uh, okay. But he did, like- I could have told you I, that specifically though, right? Sure, yeah, I mean, he could have. Yeah, because all he said was just be like the big Lebowski. And I mean, I suppose a lot of the characters, though, in that film are sort of that. Everybody, everybody's a fucking tool in that movie. Everybody. So um, and, I, and I think that maybe probably too much. I just had my. I had the lights on too much. I didn't I didn't sort of let go of my faculties as much as as I should have. And right now, 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 if I had that part, I would, or now if I got a chance to redo that, uh, I would be, I would be so much better. 
Dude, you had to do it 20 times. I don't know if that was many, but it was probably, it was probably at least a dozen. It was a lot. Was it uh, nerve wracking? We kept making you do it. By the way, it wasn't, it wasn't because I fucked up. I only fucked up a couple of times. Um, uh, he also like kept changing what he wanted and like he, he, like I wasn't the only one that was like in the wrong spot and, and there were different things. And also like in the, in the scene, I, I like, I like, I turn and I walk away. Like uh, we're, we're like looking off into the distance as Pierce Brosnan drives away and, uh, and is escaping essentially. And, uh, and, I'm, and I have to go back into prison after I've basically escaped. And um, uh, as I, as I'm going back in, I say, some, I say this like nice line and, I turn and I go back in and, and emotionally I like look down because I feel like that's kind of what this character should do. Like, ah, uh, like I had this great time and now I got to go back into prison. So I hang my head down, but, um, Rennie Harlan was worried that it would look like I'm looking down to try and see where I'm supposed to walk. Like that, that I'm looking down at some sort of a, like a, like a direction, which wasn't true but he was concerned that that's the way that the film would look. So he kept telling me not to look down. And naturally, because that's why I felt like the character was doing, I kept doing it and that was pissing him off. So, <laughs> so, and then that sort of flustered me because I was trying to say the lines and then not look down, even though that was sort of what I was naturally just doing in the moment. And, and, and I didn't know how to, I didn't, I wasn't, I'm not, I wasn't at the time, I wasn't experienced enough to try and, figure out how to correct that. I didn't know how to handle that. I didn't know how to take that direction. So, um, so we had to shoot, reshoot it several times. And, it, and I, could, I could, after a while, because after I did that a couple of times, then a couple other people messed other shit up. And then we would redo it. And then I would fuck that up again, just on accident. Because I, even though I'd done it like five time, five more times in a row. And then I would look down on the 10th time. Uh, and then everybody would groan. And I, I was like, fuck. Oh man, that's that's wild, man. Yeah, because basically, and, and, and if I remember right, it was the last, it was the last scene of the day or the night, and so everybody was like kind of itching to go home, and so they were like, "Hurry the fuck up, guy that doesn't know what he's doing. Come on, let's go." Man, well, I mean, not to uh, second guess the great Rennie Harlan here, but. I feel like if you have to go back in prison after you're out and had fun, you're going to look down. I feel like that is a perfectly acceptable body movement. You, you may or may not be right. It doesn't matter. The fact is that uh, as, the, as the actor, it's our job to deliver what the, what the director is looking for. Uh, you know, there's a, there's a broader vision of what they're trying to accomplish. And my opinion, while they're, I hoped that they would listen to it from time to time. And I didn't tell him that was what I was trying to do. Um, but ultimately it's my job as the actor to make sure that I give the director what they want. And uh, because it's part of a, it's part of, part of a larger project. And so, uh, yeah, I, I just, I did it wrong and I should have done it the way that he wanted. If, if I would have, if I would have, you know, been a, a larger character or had a little bit more importance, I could have said, hey, you know what, I feel like this, I could have said, hey, look, I feel like I should turn and this is how emotionally I should behave. But one, I didn't know that I was able to do that. 
And two, I don't even know if that would have been appropriate anyway, because that wasn't what he wanted. Right, right, right. Well, I have I have Rennie Harlan pulled up. He did Die Hard 2, Cliffhanger, The Long Kiss Goodnight. Oh, yeah. Was that with uh, was that with uh, Gina Davis? And uh, was that some Sam Jackson in that? Uh, you are correct, sir. Good call. Nice. Good call. All right. Let's keep this game going. And we're going to play a little game with this. All right, Cutthroat Island, Deep Blue Sea, The Legend of Her- Oh, he did Cutthroat Island. Yeah, yeah. That was a huge that, – I, that, I bet that was his movie with the biggest budget. That movie was like super special effects. I think that might have won like best special effects or something. Oh, really? And he did Deep Blue Sea? Let's see, let's see. Yeah, Deep Blue Sea, um, Legend of Hercules, Skip Trace with Jackie Chan, A Nightmare, A Nightmare on Elm Street 4, The Exorcist, The Beginning. I don't remember that one. Five Days of War, Driven, Devil's Pass, The Covenant, Mind Hunter, 12 Rounds. Mind Hunter. The Adventures of Ford Fairlane with Jesus. Dice Clay. You, wow. Do you remember that movie? God, it was bad. I remember it was bad, and I, rem- I remember it. Yo, wow. hey. God, the Dice Fan was terrible. Man, he's directed a ton of shit. Yeah, he uh, and now now he actually lives in Beijing, by the way, um, which because I lived in Beijing, and so I thought that was sort of interesting. I I was half tempted to ask him for his WeChat. <laughs> why is he in Beijing? Um, I, I have I have no idea why he's in Beijing. He's Finnish, um, but uh, I want one thing. Actually, I did want to talk to him about was about living in China and I wanted to get to know him a little bit better, but he was always so busy. Like I, like I never really got a chance. I mean, obviously I got a chance to work with him for five days, but directors, when they're actually like on set filming, they're, they're super busy and they, they don't really take like a, like a breather. Right. Makes sense. Um, all right, here we go. I'm going to, Test something now. So he did a nightmare on Elm Street. I want you. Ah, dang it, my internet's messing up. I want you to guess the Rotten Tomatoes score. What is it? Of Nightmare on the on Elm Street Part Four. Yeah. Thirty-four. Okay, thirty-four. All right. For some reason, it keeps taking me to Deep Blue Sea every time I click on. I got eaten by the shark. You remember that one? Deep Blue, oh, Deep Blue Sea. That's where Sam Jackson gets eaten by the shark. I've never seen that one. That looks scary, man. <laughs> I, the only reason why I know that Sam Jackson gets eaten by the shark in that movie is because of the Dave Chappelle skit where... He's Sam Jackson, and he talks about getting eaten, in the, getting eaten by a shark, and that's, that's it. Yeah. Okay, well, for some reason, it's only pulling up Deep Blue Sea. What do you reckon the Rotten, Tomato, Rotten Tomatoes score is? Of Deep Blue Sea? Deep Blue also a movie I haven't seen. Okay, I, w- I would think that Deep Blue Sea 
it actually was really successful financially, if I remember right. Really? And oh, so God, I, would, really? I would say that that is probably a 56. Ooh, 60%. Very close, man. And yeah. it, made, it made $164 million. Yeah, look at that. That's fucking ridiculous. I don't remember that movie. That's because that movie was ridiculous. Do you remember Snakes on a Plane? Made tons of money. Oh, it was like Snakes on a Plane. No, I mean, I, it wasn't, but it's one of those absurd movies that... But I mean, it was a silly, a silly movie, though. Yeah. Got you. All right, let's see if we can get it here. I've been watching some Sam Jackson, by the way, on um, Masterclass. And, uh, and, he, and, and, and he's talking about how he gets movie scripts that are, like, Oscar-worthy. And he's like, man, don't, I don't want to, I don't want to do an Oscar worthy movie. He's like, I want to, Sam Jackson's like, I want to be in movies where I want to watch myself that are fun. He's like, so when somebody says, Hey, do you want to be in King Kong? He's like, hell yeah, I want to be in King Kong. So I'm feeling that's the reason why he's in movies like Deep Blue Sea and uh, and Snakes on a Plane because they're just fun that's all what movies are all about. It's, you know, fantasy and ridiculous situations. All right, check this out. This is a hot topic. Um, Sam Jackson, his portrayal of a Jedi Knight in the Star Wars movies. Yes or no? Well, I don't know. I don't know. What, what are you asking? Like, was it good is or it bad? Good? Was it good or bad? You know, he's pretty, he's pretty like robotic in that. Now, nah, nah, he's, he's, he's not good. I like the fact that he asked to have a purple sword. I thought that was kind of cool. And, and it sort of plays along with his unbreakable character, which I love. Um, but Master Windu, Master Windu, yeah, d didn't love him. And he goes down like a punk. How, who kills him? The Emperor. Dude, I got to rewatch re those. It really took me out. It just, it took me out of it when seeing him as Master Windu. Yeah. Because you're like, ah, Sam Jackson. Sam Jackson is playing Sam Jackson. I know. Yeah, he was robotic. Yeah, it was not a good, it was not a good part. And then, and then you think that he's going to, I, I shouldn't say that he got, punked on that he actually did he actually held his own he was about to kill the emperor and then the emperor like electrocutes him if i remember right dude i do not remember no 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 hang on i think that uh sam jackson's about to kill him and then yeah that's what it is and then uh and then um anakin betrays him and that's when that's when anakin switches he switches loyalties from uh he switches loyalties from uh, the Jedi to the dark side, he becomes a Sith, and he kills, he helps, uh, uh, he helps the Emperor kill uh, Windu. That's what it is. Yeah, 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 I'm sorry, I was almost, almost fucked up. Tony Brown, my buddy Tony Brown would have been very disappointed in my, in my Star Wars knowledge. Dude, Star Wars. I'm debating if we should go deep dive into Star Wars. 
So you're you are a fan. You you have seen them all. You and I are almost the same age, dude. Have you not? Have you not like uh, followed followed this along? Did you have the toys? Of course, man. Of course, I've I've seen them all, man. I'm 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 all in on Star Wars, except that last that last movie was just really bad, man. And I I am like the easy. I'm one of the easiest moviegoers. I am an easy crowd especially with Star Wars. As long as it's halfway decent, I'm just like, all right, that was a fun movie. But did you see it, the fucking last one? Are you talking about number nine? Yeah, The the Last Jedi or whatever. That was great. With the last one with the, what was it? The Rise of, the Rise of Skywalker or whatever? Uh, what was the name? Jesus, what was the name? Was it, um... Was it the last Skywalker? The Rise of Skywalker? Yeah, I think it was the Rise of Skywalker. You liked that? I did. Oh, Jared. All right, this show is over, man. <laughs> what did I you that, like I thought, about I, thought, I thought that they turned, like, circled around and they, because you got to come up, nobody, people are just not going to be satisfied with the ending no matter what you do. Sort of like the Sopranos or lost whatever people do whatever they do is just not going to be good enough and um but i thought it was i thought it was good i thought it was a good ending i thought it made sense i like the very end of it i will say that i thought the very end saved it to make it halfway something but i just thought it was just a, a train wreck it's just the way it was structured oh god man uh, and I am so easy. I, I have been all in on every Star Wars, even the fucking, uh, the goddamn, what's his name? Um, Jar Jar. Yeah, I was like, Jar Jar, the kids loved Jar Jar. Because I worked with kids at that time, and they thought that shit was so funny, man. So I was I was fine with Jar Jar. That was totally fine. Um, but this last one, man, I just could not wrap my head around it. But dude, speaking of really bad shit, have you seen Brew Brothers on Netflix? No, I saw you post about that. And at first I thought that you were thinking of, um, what was the one with Rick Moranis? Bru- uh, Bruce Brothers. Bru- I think that was Bruce Brothers. No, that was- Brothers um, Brew. Brothers Brew or something? It was, um, that's what, anyways, you know what I'm talking about. Yeah, those were funny. Yeah, I was, I was like, are you? I was like, why in the world are you watching that 1980s Canadian bullshit? Um, <laughs> no, I haven't seen. I haven't seen Bruce Brothers. God, dang man, I watched it and, bro, it was so bad. And a, a minute in, it was so offensive to me. It was offensively bad, and I had to turn it off. And even uh, Banu watched it, and she likes. You know, she likes stuff that, you know, she likes uh, stuff like that. I mean, it would be in her wheelhouse. She would watch it, but she she turned it off. One of my friends on, turned it off in like 10 minutes. They, they these guys, it's a really good concept. They own a, um, um, a you know, a, a micro brew, micro distillery or whatever. Yeah. And it's just really, really bad. And as a 
aspiring screenwriter, it's just, it's really, really depressing because I know for a fact I could do at least that bad. It's, it's so depressing. Like how <laughs> does that get made? I know it, like I, I'm one. I've been watching a lot of, like, as I've been trying to write scripts and stuff lately, and, and my blog and stuff is not like the greatest and my, my story, my storylines aren't the greatest. I'm sure that, that I'm sure there are a gazillion holes in it, but as I'm watching now and I'm paying closer attention to, to shows and movies, I'm like, well, it's not that bad. Like this could be made and be better than th what, what I'm watching. So it's remarkable how some stuff gets made. It really is, man. It really is. And I mean, like I said on my Facebook post, I would bet my life that my scripts are better than this. I don't have to tell you, like, I would put my life on the line. I, I mean, it is an abomination. Oh, God. Yes, yeah, frustrating, dude. So if you are in any way... Yo, uh, is it Tiger King? Oh, yeah, Tiger King. Hell, yeah. I, I, it looks like a show that's going to make me mad, so I haven't watched it. What do you think of that show? I mean, it's really, it's, it's fascinating, man. I mean, it's a shit show. So, um, it's not a feel-good, you know, <laughs> show. So, you probably will have emotions, you know, evoked. But it's it's a fucking train wreck, you know. You can't turn your head away from it. Uh, it's, it's so it, bizarre, dude. It's so bizarre. <laughs> well, I highly recommend it. <laughs> uh, let's see. What else? What are you watching these days? So I just started watching um we didn't we didn't we never looked into uh blue tv and uh that it's like 13 lira a month which uh for those folks in america is like two or three dollars right a month and uh so we signed up for blue tv and uh, um so they have on there the sopranos so we decided to start watching the sopranos again i i haven't seen it in uh, I, I rented it on video the first season back. Um, I, I, I happened to take a vacation uh, on September 10th, uh, 2011. And uh, and obviously the world shut down, so I didn't have anything to do. And so I watched the first couple of seasons. I, I rented the first couple of seasons of Sopranos and watched it during that time because it was either that or watching the news. Um, and uh, uh, I haven't seen it in 19 years, and it still stands up, man. Dude, um, I hate to say this. Please don't judge me, but I've never seen The Sopranos. It's – I don't know. I'm not judging. It's, it, you know, like um, there's certain shows that took – sometimes take a while to, to see. I still haven't seen – a lot of people give me crap because I haven't seen The Wire. Um, oh, I'm right there with you. I haven't seen it either. Yeah. Um, um, I want to watch that one, uh, but I know that it'll be tricky to 
because I really don't watch television without my wife, and I don't think she's going to be too interested in that one. So, Jared, um, listen to this, man. I learned a good friend of mine, I learned yesterday, shocking fact, he had never seen The Office. I've only seen one or two episodes of The Office. I, 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 that's what? Show that I don't watch. Yeah. Jared, what's happening? Am I in an alternate universe? How am I meeting two people who haven't seen The Office? I mine is almost willful though, because that kind of com. There's a certain type of that Steve Carell uncomfortable comedy that that makes me uncomfortable, and so I avoided it for a long time. I find it a little more amusing now, but in the in the time when that came out, in its heyday, I found that kind of comedy to be really difficult to watch. I got you. Yeah, that is the whole vibe. But if you're gonna do it. Watch, uh, watch the the Ricky Gervais one. His Ricky Gervais is is amazing, and that's only three. That's only three seasons. I think I think I want to. There's certain shows that I want to go back and maybe check out, just because of the people that have come out of it since. Um, you know, obviously The Office, you know, was one of those shows where a lot of people came out of it. It's one of the reasons why I like The Wire and Oz and Law and Order is because a lot of those shows, there's a lot of the actors that we watch nowadays came from those shows. And, uh, and I think that The Office is one of those shows. And also uh, Parks and Rec. Did not like Parks and Rec. A lot of people have come from that show too, um, which I also haven't seen. I, I did not like Parks and Rec because it was, if, if you watch it, go back, the first season to second season is dramatically different. They changed the whole entire sort of structure of it and set up, but they use like the same characters. So you had a reason these characters all started working in the rec department when it it just, it was too uh, implausible to where it's like, it was too obvious that they just wanted to keep these characters going. So they made them into the rec department. And I hate when shows do that, when they uh, defy uh, logic, you know what I mean? Is there a name for that when that happens? I don't know. Do you know what I mean? Where it's like, it's just not feasible within the universe that they have created. Well, I think that they're probably hoping that you just take a leap of faith with these particular human personalities and let the, uh, don't, don't worry about that reality. Don't let that reality get in your way. I know, man. It bothers me, though, because it's like it's my OCD kicks in. I mean, I know it is, it is not a real, it's not a documentary, but I like for the shows to have an internal you know, structure. Oh, dude, have you ever seen Community? I think I get that community uh, mixed up with Parks and Rec. Community is one is set in a community college. But that one, man, if you and Rachel haven't seen that one, that is a must-see. You have to watch it. And I will put my honor at stake that y'all will love that. Yeah. It's one of the best sitcoms 
ever. It will be seen as a classic because it's like, it's the story, you know, the stories are funny, but also it's like a, uh, this meta sort of commentary on the entire sitcom medium. Oh, is that the one? Is that the one where they're like British and they come to the United States? Mm -mm. And, uh, and they make like, uh, they make like a show and it's got like Joey in it. No, that's, that one is funny too. That one is, uh, that one's called Pages or, I don't know. Yeah, that's about two, a married couple who um, are showrunners. That's good. But not community good. Not community good. No, 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 no. Oh man. What hey, else? So how uh, like what like uh in this in this uh time of this time of quarantine uh are you getting a chance to like watch a lot of shows? Or are you uh, doing anything creative? Like uh how are you how are you investing your time? Uh, that's a personal question, Jared. Damn. <laughs> how, how, I'm just drilling, I'm drilling down deep there. Drilling in deep. <laughs> I'm just fucking around. Um, man, I, <clears throat> I mean, done this podcast a couple times and, uh, really I'm not doing anything creative doing this podcast. Um, doing no writing man i'm t i'm tired of writing man I, ugh. and just trying to get just trying to pitch this show to the person i was talking to you about that's about it so are you doing a lot of writing i'm trying to um i wouldn't i wouldn't say a lot um but I, I, uh, I'm making, I wrote, I'm uh, about halfway done with uh, just a simple, another short. I don't know if I told you, but I actually made, uh, I actually made a, sh I wrote a short and, uh, and I'm working to, to produce that right now. And uh, so I, I modify that, you know, periodically because, you know, different, you know, I've got to, I've got to massage the story into functionality now. Um, so I'm, I'm producing that. Um, and then, uh, and then I got contacted by a guy who wanted a, something about a, something to do with coronavirus, but it doesn't really mention coronavirus. So it's basically like, what are our lives like during coronavirus? And, uh, and I got an idea about that, about making like a dinner party over zoom and, uh, and making it sort of dramatic where people start getting in arguments. And uh, so I'm making like a dinner party short. It will be, hopefully I can record it on Zoom. And then. Um, that'll be cool. Yeah. Well, and that'll be really easy to make. Really easy. All I need is six people in about a day. Um, and then, uh, so I'm trying to, trying to get that one done as fast as I can, but sometimes it's just hard to be creative. And then, um, and then I, and then I've been, learning about a story about a guy who uh, got stuck in Sri Lanka 
and uh, his, and and then had to come back to Turkey and then was in quarantine in his story and and I thought that that would make a really cool if not a short film then maybe even like a feature film if I can make it long enough so I'm just now starting to kind of sketch out what uh, what that would look like as well so I'm trying to make like a couple of I want to write things about now while I'm still in the moment because I don't think it'll be as emotionally easy for me to do once I'm free and I'll be thinking about other fun shit. And I don't think it'll be easy to write about like the darkness that's, that we sort of are experiencing, even though it's not really darkness. Like this is hardly, hardly difficult, but you know, sometimes in our minds we make it out to be that way. Dude, that's uh that's uh wise man to uh, drill down on that. Cause you're right. I mean, I think after this is over, there's going to be content about this. I mean, about what happened. So that's a good idea, man. Yeah, good I, I, idea. I think people will want to, will want to tell these stories. Um, they're going to want to, you know, talk about these times and, and, what, and what it's like, but you're still going to have to have, you know, compelling, there's still going to be compelling drama, not just like, Oh, I got locked up in my house for four days during Ramadan. You know what I mean? Like, it's got to be, got to be more than that. Right, right, right. Well, if to, in that regard, if you uh, want some uh, ideas for stuff, I just watched on Vice. It was a like a ten-minute Vice documentary about these people who got stuck at a um, like a tribal festival like a neo hippie tribal festival in ecuador <laughs> so that's fun. yeah that might that might spur some ideas for you yeah send me uh send me the link all right let me pull it up now before i forget all yeah, right thing, actually, i would probably i'd really actually probably uh appreciate some feedback too on when I when I get this uh, this dinner party uh, script done, um, just have you look it over and tell me because uh, right now what I'm trying to do is just trying to use the because it's basically all going to be dialogue, so you can't really do anything else with Zoom, um, or at least if there is, I haven't thought of it. Um, but it would be good to sort of maybe add some some sort of dramatic or like uh, add a little add a little comedy but even though it's it's more it's going to be more serious but i think that there could be some lighthearted moments yeah i'll look it over sure whatever you want um one thing i want to throw out there uh before we wrap up um since you are a football fan uh, i wanted to share this it's a big deal uh for fans of the Lenoran University, a small division two school in Hickory, North Carolina, where my parents went and where my father played football. Um, Kyle Duggar got drafted in the second round yesterday um, by the Patriots. And he was the highest safety taken in the draft or second highest, I think. Wow. Big deal. Big deal for Bears fans, my friend. Everybody's excited about it. And he's going to be a – so, and actually the 
the backfield for the Patriots generally is pretty solid. He's going to get some. Uh, he's going to get some good coaching. Probably going to have himself a nice career. So that means he went in what the second round? Yeah, he went second round. Uh, it was like thirty seventh overall. Oh wow! Early second yeah. round. Yeah, early second round. Yeah, sure did. Got a lot of got a lot of potential then. Yeah, he's a beast, man. He's a beast. So it's one of those uh, feel good stories, you know. He um, wasn't drafted out of high school, and I mean, wasn't like recruited. Only recruited by one school, Lenore Ryan, that gave him a chance, and he just went beast mode. What? Uh, yeah, and and, and I, I can't think of a better position in besides the Seahawks than the Patriots. And I don't know, obviously I'm a, I, I don't like the Patriots at all, but you still got to respect their of creating talent or developing I talent. I know, you, you can't beat going there. Belichick, I mean, well, come on. Yeah, I mean, if you're, if you're coming out of college and you start thinking about some of the teams that you want to go join, Patriots, Patriots and Seahawks got to be right at the top, you know what I mean? Maybe the, maybe the Chiefs Right, right, right. Yeah. I mean, that's these Ravens. But besides those teams, I mean, who else do you really want to go join? I know. All right, dude, let's uh, wrap up. You got any closing thoughts for the fans? Uh, or I should say mom, my mom. Uh, I will only say that this is it's, it's, it's fun just actually bullshitting, by the way. I know. Um, yeah, basically, that, that's it. Like, yeah, it's kind of fun just talking about nothing important. I know. That's one reason I like, I like doing it, because um, you don't really ever take the time to have just a random conversation with someone. You know what I mean? Yeah, usually, yeah. Well, I mean, I suppose like uh, we go out and have dinner and stuff like that, and there's no real intent there. But yeah, this is just two people just talking, non talking, talking Star Wars and movies. Yeah, dude. Um, and a little football. Yeah, still can't believe you haven't seen The Office, but I'm not going to press you on that. But I will press you on Community. I do not think I will steer you wrong there. All right, check it out. All right, dude. Well, thanks for talking with me, and I'll, I'll send you the link when uh, I post this. Um, will you post it on your Facebook page? Of course, because my, my mom's going to want to listen to it, too. Nice. Two listeners, at least. There we go. Yeah, there's at least, I know of at least two people that are listening. My wife might make it through, like, five minutes on a, on a, on a podcast. How long do you have to listen to it to get credit for somebody listening to it? <laughs> I think it just, it, it registers just right away. And then they have a new feature on anchor. What shows you how long someone listened. Okay. Well, I can, I can probably, I can get at least two people to click on it. Hey, there you go. I mean, we're off to a start or something. Yeah. With your, right. with your mom that makes three, that's like a, that's like a, it's a collection of people. 
Yeah, I mean, you know, you got to start somewhere. (laughs) (laughs) All right, dude, thanks for talking. I'll be in touch and um, tell Rachel I said hello. Will do. Have a good night, man. All right, buddy. See you. Later.